What's up, y'all? This is uh, Master of Thought from the Astro Lamada on The Voice Party. And this episode has been brought to you by All Roads Overhead Garage Doors. Their number is 510-375-8756. So if you seriously need to step up your garage door game, they got it for you right here in the Bay Area. I'm sorry. That was, that was, I, I'm not going to do that again. I apologize. <laughs> We're all wearing headphones and Fuck. shit, dude. It hurt me too, but you know, you know what? It was worth it. was for the cast. It's for the cast. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween, guys. Are we recording? We're recording? Yeah, we've been recording. Oh, wow. You ain't got your headphones on. You're not talking into your mic. We got, we got Teresa's voice in the background talking about her, like, your history. Did any of that catch? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I saw when he turned it on. I uh, hope not, because I sure some. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Things can be edited out. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Halloween episode, everybody. Welcome, welcome to welcome. the voice party. It's a Halloween special. Oh yes. Um. So what we we got? It's just me, JD. We got <coughs> the what? director. Mm-hmm. Joaquin, Joaquin Xavier. Xavier, and off the bench. Oh yeah, we got Phil here. We got Phil bench. in the mix. About time. About time, man. Mm-hmm. How's it know. feel? How's it feel? You got? You think you're gonna be able to focus and not pay attention to the TV more than us? So, well, yeah, how hard could it be? I don't know. I dressed up for a reason. <laughs> I need your attention. <laughs> you dressed up for radio. <laughs> I mean, right now we're we're competing with, uh, you know. A horror theme show. Mm. What is it? Uh, is it? We're watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark? I've never heard of the show. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Oh, it's basically okay. Goosebumps without uh, everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 don't co- don't confuse the two. Goosebumps was in a, a fairly okay adapted uh, show based on a great series of kids' horror novels. And uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark is a bunch of Original anthology. script, really? To, uh, original script to uh, TV anthology for kids. Which one came out first? Good question. Uh, I think the I think the Goosebumps books came out first, but Are You Afraid of the Dark as a TV show came out as a TV show before Goosebumps mm-hmm. came out as a TV mm-hmm. show. Okay, right, right, right. Um, Campfire Ghost Stories. So a lot of horror being shown this month. Um, you guys from October into November, October and September, fucking September, August. <laughs> hey, but you know what? They used to to tell ghost stories around Christmas time. Yeah, in in years and years ago. I think we mentioned this in the yeah, previous we did, episode. The first one, yeah. So it's fine. Um, yeah. depending. On, I like it. It's yeah. it, it is. Um, we're we yeah. have some stories to share yeah. with everyone today, and each and every one of you has stories, whether they're yours or somebody else's. Uh, f- some of your favorite yeah. scary ho- ghost haunted house stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you some, guys have some behind some interesting. So, yeah. Phenomena. So so with it being Halloween, uh, I'm gonna throw a cheap plug out there for the new Frost and Mini Fears Halloween special. Live oh. Evil. Check it out over on the Frost and Mini Fears YouTube channel because you know we made that as well. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, it's gonna be released on today. Yeah, it's Halloween, it's Halloween, so it's yeah. out. Okay, yeah. Well, 
Uh, speaking of that, I've I, I've been I've been been grateful with uh, I was able to watch it before it came out, and I just have to say that was some good editing, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that I want to visit that little haunted town. I actually visited a ghost town this year. Okay, Where did you? I visited Virginia City, <clears throat> and I visited. Um, it was earlier in the year. I didn't do a ghost tour because I went there late at night. Hmm. And um, I got a, I didn't do a ghost tour, but I got a tour by a local. And uh, they showed me around. We actually went, went into a mine. Yeah, I got into a mine. I mean, it's not that scary. I think that's scarier than... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think there was some kind of uh, show film next door in, or somewhere in that, in that same street. Uh, ghost Adventures filmed there. And that's when they, they threw a brick. Remember that? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. Used to, I used to date a girl who was super into ghost adventures. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was debunked as a fake because, you know, I, you know, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so it was a sneeze. Sunk. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So live evils out. We shot that in a, uh, I don't want to give spoilers cause people haven't seen it cause it just came out, but we shot that at this ghost town called drawbridge. It's the last ghost town in the Bay area down by san jose and uh this ghost town it's on an island and it's only accessible by like these amtrak tracks that are still in use so me and joaquin had to time it so we weren't on the tracks at the same time the train was was coming it's called drawbridge drawbridge yeah Mm -hmm. but we had to when we were trekking out there to film you know we had to hike it was like i think two miles there and then two miles back to get to this ghost town and like i said the only way there is this these train tracks so we had to make sure that like the train wasn't to come in when we were on the tracks because there was no way for us to get out of the way. How did you do that? The trains don't come that often. So it's one of those things where it's like, all right, we should have 10 minutes to get across this bridge. I don't see any train in either direction. But then when we were coming back, a train was coming and we're like, well, let's just step off these tracks off to the side here. And oh, wow, that is close as the train goes rocketing by. I mean, well, a train did, we did see a train pass by on our way to the town, and we were able to sort of estimate how long it may take the train uh, to come again, you know, and thankfully it was maybe a couple of hours, really, before we saw another yeah. one, when we made it over to the ghost town. It was like, oh, it's been about an hour, yeah. two, but, two uh, and a half. Yeah, but the ghost town was super spooky because like it's called ghost town because of the absence of people, not because there's actual ghost reportings there or ghost sightings. Or the, like so the people haven't lived there for a number of years. I think the last, the last remaining resident moved out in like 1979. Yeah, 1979. Because like the the island is sinking, and so when you go there, like all the buildings are like a foot sunk into the ground. Yeah, I saw the the yeah. Yeah. That is pretty, that's scarier than anything ghost related that you probably hear from there. I mean, but, um, yeah, did, we, you, did you experience weird stuff in that specific location or was there other places where you did experience some scary stuff? Cause that's what we're talking about today. I mean, we definitely have like, I mean, there are def- there's definitely some stories of risk, and risk can be interpreted risk is as... Now, I, I can tell you... I was going to talk a little bit about some of my dad's experiences, but, mm. you know... Do tell. We, we do have a ton of, like, behind-the-scenes Halloween episode things yeah. um, to discuss. I, aside from the fact that 
you know, in in regard to the most recent episode, avoiding getting hit by the train. That's scary. Um, <laughs> we, yeah. we, I, I threw a video up on my Facebook of like the train going by, and it's super fucking close. We um, how this, close would you say feet wise? Like, this, this is like a feet, fifteen feet. That's uh, as far off of the tracks as we could get. And sometimes so. tra- yeah. trains have little things poking out of it, and that's scary. Yeah, and you know the the thing about it was like an Amtrak, right? Oh yeah. So, but. But the thing about it uh, was we had come the Saturday, the, the night, which was the, 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 the evening before, and we, we did some research. It said it was two miles from the point where we started all the way over to the other side, and it was getting dark. So we opted to do some filming over in Point Richmond instead and then come back the next day. And we were very grateful that we didn't go stumbling around in the dark because we probably would have died. There is a, 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 a creek. We're not really sure how deep. And, and the thing about uh, the area, the reason why it's been abandoned is because it was uh, flooded. See, in the, in, right in the early 1900s, people realized that it was cool to go out in the area and hunt. They were hunting birds and, and the like. And then people thought, hey, you know, it'd be nice if we could stay here for summer vacations. And, and then it became, you know what? We're, we're going to build homes here and just kind of live here. This is pretty cool. And by the 1930s, it was a full community. But also by the late 1930s into the 40s, when factories started springing them all over the place and, hey, you know, war effort, you know, and all that kind of stuff. uh, A lot of the toxic runoff from the factories were uh, flooding into the area. People's dishes were turning black from the various chemicals being pumped through the water. And Mm. the sea level, um, you know, was already pretty low as far as sea level is concerned, but the water level was rising. Uh, the homes were slowly sinking into the abyss. Um, so when you go through that area, uh, there is all these sinkholes. And if you're not careful, you could fall in. You know, there's a there's a, a, a scary. Yeah, there's a creek that that we didn't realize like because there's such tall grass there. And there's this creek. We didn't realize that if you didn't find the plank, there's there's a wooden plank that you have to find to cross this is the side where we were. There was another side, and there's more community out there, but in the area we were exploring, you have to find the plank and then walk across that rickety plank um, that, you know, surprisingly held, you know, uh, my weight. You know, I'm just, it was so delicate. I surprisingly felt like, you know, held thing, my weight. Uh, you know, and we're carrying equipment. So it's like one of us could easily fall to our, our, our you know, not necessarily instantaneous death, but drowning, that's a possibility. And just being out there with nobody... Oh, yeah. I yeah. Know, that's the danger, too. It's just the two of us, you know. And thank goodness there was the two of us. And not anybody else. Imagine some weirdo out there. That's scary, too. That, oh, that's yeah. That's a risky run. And There's some, some yeah. nutcase with a knife. You, or... you're, you're not strapped up anyway when you do these things. Man, I don't need no strap. Right. No, and that's not what I mean. Like, I mean, I mean, like something, you know, a fucking taser. Right. A, you know, or a uh, pepper spray right. or a crossbow. Brass knuckles. That's helpful. Those, those, those um, things, those things work. Miracles. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, sword. You know. No, I mean, brass knuckles will do a lot. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I'm just saying, just in case you, I mean, you guys yeah. are out there and it's weird. Now, we've, we've, uh, in, in the six years we've been producing this show, we've, we've, we've been some places. 
and it's been very dangerous. Yeah. Um, we've almost died a couple times, but we're fine. Filmmaking is dangerous. It is. It is. It is. And and you see, and you experience. I'm sure you have experienced some creepy stuff, like related to ghosts. You know, there's got to be. So, you know the abandoned naval base you and Chad and Angela went to with all the radiation yeah. so we had signs. Uh, uh, we had done um, this episode called uh, uh, West Endershire and we filmed it in this abandoned naval base in San Francisco and uh, it's been abandoned for years and so we like talked our way past the guard up up front there and we snuck into this base and we're filming on location and there's all these radiation signs everywhere danger radioactive materials present danger don't be here you'll get radiation i'm sure we're fine you know um and it's it's so weird because it's like there's still stuff there there's still like furniture there so like people just up and left suddenly and left all their shit behind um we are looking through the mess hall and there's a behind the scenes video for it and you can see this in the behind the scenes like at one point like i just hear chad screaming no no and i'm like what what happened what happened and he like opened the fridge and there's was like food from the 80s still in the fridge that had like turned into its own colony at this point and that was pretty that was pretty nasty created life and then uh at one point we're like um we're making our way up the top of this like warehouse building thing going up these stairs and there's this random door and i'm like where does this lead i open the door there's fucking nothing there it's like up in the roofs where the catwalks are but the catwalks have been removed so it just leads to a sudden fall Oh, shit. And then we got up onto the roof and we had to crawl out through this window where like the glass pane had been pushed out. And so my friend Angela goes out. I go out. And then as Chad is coming through the window, he he steps on the glass pane that's on the roof and it cracks under his weight. And he just has like a panic attack and thinks he's going to fall through the roof. So like he's just freaking out and screaming. We're like, are you okay? You're okay. He's like, don't fucking touch me. Don't fucking touch me. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like he thought he fell through the roof. Like his life flashed before his eyes. So we've been in a lot of situations like that where that's scary. We 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 could the the most dangerous time we were filming this episode called uh, the Fells. And there's a part in the story where these kids are wandering through the woods and they find this cave and they're exploring this cave, right? So we need fucking caves. Um, At one point, we film in this abandoned uh, dynamite mine, I think it was, out in Antioch. It was like the black dynamite mine out in Antioch. And so we had to hike like an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. And it's triple degree heat and there's no trees, there's no shade, and we're carrying equipment and props and we didn't think to bring water. <laughs> so we're almost dying by the time we get to this cave. Oh, and then we got we get all our shots and we got to hike back. And so we, we finally made it to a water fountain and we're like fighting each other for the fucking water fountain. <laughs> um, so we almost like the, the heat was real that day because like I said, it was triple degree heat. But the worst part filming that was originally we were f- going to film some caves out in like the Alvarado Park. Yeah. Because there was like, I guess the some... Caves? There's some group of people or some guy or whatever that was like hiding out in, in some caves for, I think, days or weeks or however long it was. Chad knew the story. So we were going to find these caves and go fucking film there. Oh, shit. So it's, it's, I, all, it Alvarado was. Alvarado Park here in Richmond. Yeah. No way. 
Yeah. I am so well, like Wildcat Canyon, like Alvarado yeah, leads into right, Wildcat yeah. Canyon, but it's 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 in that big park area. I heard there's also a abandoned asylum. Asylum, uh, yeah. I haven't heard that, but I would I would like to find where, that. Where is it? This abandoned asylum, like in the Wildcat area. That's what I remember oh, hearing God. from graffiti people, because you know oh. graffiti people yeah. are you know they find these weird spots and they go and <laughs> yeah yeah. But yeah, so no, yeah, that's well. So so check this out. We're we're trying to find these caves, and we see where the caves are, mm-hmm. and so we hike around to the other side of of this park to get to them. And there's not really like a direct path that leads there. So we get like above the caves and we have to find a way to go down. So I like hop the guardrail that says don't do not cross this point, danger don't cross this point. And I'm trying to make my way down this cliff and I slip and fall off the side of this cliff and it's like a 100 foot drop or whatever it is. And so I like grab onto a tree and i'm holding on to like my camera rig with one hand and this tree with another hand and i'm screaming for chad and he can't fucking get to me in time because he's way on the other side and so i got a choice to make because i can feel my grip loosening so i like let go of the tree and then tuck and roll to protect my camera and just roll down this fucking cliff and probably should have died but i managed to make it to the bottom okay but I was pretty banged up. Camera was okay, thankfully. Jesus. So priorities. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, you, you made it. I did. I did. <laughs> in the in the the behind the scenes video we did for that, like there's a part in the video where I show like the cliff that I fell, and I'm like John Madden fucking circling shit and drawing arrows. Like <laughs> now right here is where I hopped a guardrail and down and drawing fucking arrows and shit to show how far I fell. That's the tree I grabbed onto right there. So will you get inside the caves? So here's here's the fucking worst part. So we make it to the bottom, and then we're going up to these caves, and Chad goes first, and he's going up into the caves. I'm down at the bottom behind him, and I just hear, you got to be fucking kidding me. And I'm like, what? What is it? He's like, these aren't even caves. They're like three feet deep. Oh, these are God. barely nooks. Oh, my God. I, I was looking. I was typing it on my phone because I, I'm. I want to. I would like. I want to go see. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So so we ended up going out to Antioch to film like the diamond mine out there, and that worked out fine. Aside from almost dying of heat exhaustion. Yeah, especially but, yeah. yeah. But nothing ghost related. Because none of this has been ghost related. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's been Halloween. Thing. It's been Halloween. That thing. is true. We've that almost true. died. That, We've almost died a bunch of times. It, it, it doesn't almost, have. It doesn't have the. Uh, you're right. It is scary. It's scary to think about it. But like, I, now if you want some paranormal stuff, that's what I. That's what I, you want. That's what I thought. No, that's what I thought. That's I, what you I, want? I, I appreciate these. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's what I thought. Because you, you want to hit them with some paranormal. Oh uh, yeah, you said you have something your dad experienced. Oh man, so I come from a very. Oh, let me just interrupt real quick. Mm-hmm. Cause that is some scary shit. Like I've been in a situation where like falling, like fear as, as, as fear is concerned, that's fucking true f- terror, man. When you're mm-hmm. about to fall, mm-hmm. I've been catwalks and I've had little, <laughs> yeah. that's fucking scary. My bad. No, it's all good. Okay. So I come from a very, um, religious mm-hmm. Christian background. Um, and from that you have all, all sorts of different personalities and, and within those personalities you might even have 
different ideas on how spirituality, the Bible, God, etc., etc., work. So, my dad comes from a very particular school of thought and belief um, in in the school of what's called uh, spiritual warfare. This idea that demons really can possess you and that the devil is actually active to destroy uh, souls um, that would otherwise follow Christ, right? So, my dad um, will often tell me about these encounters that he's had and he's just convinced that the people that he's dealt with were, or these situations were somehow influenced by uh, demonic forces, right? And I'll give you, I'll give you an example. So, um, when I was 10, uh, he like, he attempted to move down South in order, uh, to stay closer to where I, to where I was, you know, wanted to live, live near his son. Cause he, he was living in Oakland at the time and I was living in Arkansas and I was staying with his mother, you know, my grandmother and, uh, his stepfather who I just call grandpa anyway. I don't really consider him step granddad, you know, he's, he's granddad, but they just get to give you an idea of their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, he stayed with us for a little while and then eventually he moved out because he just wasn't, uh, things weren't really meshing, but he stayed with an aunt that lived in town. Uh, we're going to call her aunt K. All right. You know how they say that, that kids can kind of tell, um, the the energy that that that, a, that an adult gives off that maybe there's something right about the adult or something wrong something wrong they can sense bad people or something like yeah now when I was little I remember meeting Aunt Kay for the first time I walked into her room not knowing it was her room and she was in bed and she she went come here sweetie and there was something in that sweetie that made me recoil the big bad wolf you know I might have been maybe three or four because we were just visiting yeah we weren't we hadn't moved down there yet we hadn't moved to arkansas yet and i remember sort of feeling just i had to get out of there you know and i had never felt like that about someone calling me sweetie or beckoning me to come toward them normally i'm like oh okay but i was just like something's wrong here hmm. so uh How old were you, you said i might have been two or three at the time fast forward to my dad's thing my dad's staying with with aunt katie um, as soon as he moves in, he starts doing chores, right? He starts helping out around the house, which is, you know, Aunt Katie's, Aunt Kay, she's older, you know, she's, a, she's an older lady and he's trying to be a gentlemanly grandnephew or I'm the grandnephew, just gentlemanly nephew to her. He's, she starts running around and saying things like, you know, talking to her church and saying things such as, oh, my nephew is stealing from me and he just treats me so poorly. I mean, he, he refused to, to, to help me plant these bushes that I bought, his dead old bushes, his bushes with no leaves or anything on them, but he went on ahead and did it. And while, you know, claiming that he was stealing from her and he was paying her rent from what little he was making at, uh, at Walmart. Right. So, you know, but negative stories about Aunt Kay alone aside, I mean, I could, I could go on, you know, the fact that, uh, a relative in Los Angeles, uh, and she had gone over to LA for the funeral and tried to steal the family Bible. Mm. Well, no, he would have wanted me to have it and all this kind of stuff. 
you know, um, we think we can't prove it, but we think that she might have been uh, poisoning her sister, my aunt S, because when my aunt S was staying with her, rather she was staying with aunt S and she was cooking for aunt S, aunt S started taking ill after she moved out and my, my grandmother started cooking for aunt S, her health improved. It wasn't until Aunt K moved back in, not mm. to mention that my dad told me that he discovered what he think might have been arsenic in the cabinet. <clears throat> Shit. So I, I bring all that up to say that my dad, you know, said that the moment that he stepped into that house, he felt this odd sort of th- this thing hanging in the air he couldn't de- quite describe. And he said that one day uh, before he left Arkansas for good and um, just gave up on trying to stay there as he was packing up and leaving he looked down on the floor and saw these what he described as burning red eyes staring up at him right I don't fuck with red eyes mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he got out of that place as quickly as he could he was like nope uh, so his, his take on that was that there is some sort of demonic presence hovering over Aunt Kay and, you know, I mean, <laughs> all that, all that, uh, sociopathic behavior put, puts it in a, uh, you know, whereas a, a, a psychiatrist, right. A psychiatrist would say, well, well, she's obviously a psychopath, right? Like, you know, um, things like that. Which is one way to interpret and, it. Right. Which is yeah. one way to interpret it. But my, my dad would say, especially based on what he saw. Yeah. You know, he would turn around and say, oh, no, no, definitely did not demonic possession. Um, there is also a story he told me. Uh, there was a church he was going to, and this church felt compelled to pray around City Hall over in Oakland. Hmm. They were going to march around City Hall like the, uh, like the, the Israelites marched around uh, Jericho, mm-hmm. the walls of Jericho. And, you know, they marched and... And and eventually the good Lord broke the walls down and they were able to descend upon the city. Um, so they got the bright idea that maybe they could walk around City Hall and pray for the leadership in City Hall to make certain decisions, the right moral decisions as they, they deem fit. So this man out of nowhere who, well, not out of nowhere, but apparently he might have been living on the outskirts of City Hall, was homeless, walks up after their third lap around the building praying and says this is my place mine right it's creepy you know and there again my father's just like obviously that was a demoniac who saw what we were doing and you know i i tend to take the the lane of obviously he was crazy and you (laughs) right but but you know it's almost too good of a coincidence that they were praying for the members of city hall and, you know, marching around in that way. And this guy says, this is mine. Like I can see how someone can interpret that and say, no, that's the devil trying to defend his territory. Right. Mm. Um, so that's, you know, I've, I've heard like my dad had described a woman who was in this shelter that was run by this minister that he greatly respected. And, you know, this woman was for the most part meek and mild and gentle. And the lady left at some point and called randomly out of the blue 
and laid, laid all kinds of obscenities at the minister. F you, such and such and such. My dad described it as, you know, it was almost as if another person and not the person that they got to know through the, 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 the ministry had called uh, the pastor, almost as though some other force had taken a hold of her. So, you know, I mean... <laughs> You know, those those are those are definitely, uh, you know, and some some of those stories that dad will tell, I'll go, yeah, dad, I just think you're misinterpreting mental illness. But with some of them, I'm like, yeah. it's all. Yeah, it's one of those things where you because mm. I agree with you, you know, with my mental illness and especially like the homeless guy. But I do also believe in that other that other the spiritual side of it. I mm-hmm. mean, it it's at it's, least the potential the right? potential for sure, because, you know, I mean, it, it's oh. I have a quite a bit of stories, but I like to talk about like family stories. Like one of the one of my uncles has a story, which is funny. You guys mentioned earlier Point Richmond, and this is a story. This is an incident that happened to him in Point uh, Point Richmond. Um, <clears throat> he was uh, he's a, this uncle of mine. He's in his late sixties, and he's he's a jogger still to this day. Still jogs. Like wakes up at three a.m. goes jogging. Then goes to work at like 5 a.m. Like in his late 60s, you know? Yeah, I know. That sounds crazy. <laughs> mm. um, and he, his his spot for a long time was Point Richmond. That was his favorite spot to go and jog. And um, uh, on this particular day, uh, he was jogging there. And while he was jogging, early 3 a.m., dark, still dark. He noticed a um, a young woman with really long blonde hair and it's almost hippie hippie ish like with a hippie wardrobe he says she looked not from it was like 90s mm-hmm. she looked like like someone dressed for the 60s late 60s yeah or you know the hippie era or whatever that was and he says she was running and when she ran he, he could tell her hair was really long so the balance of the hair just looked like old school and she ran past him. She circled. She lapped him a couple of times. Mm-hmm. He said the thing he noticed and he distinguished, like that, he right away he picked up. Her feet weren't really touching the floor when oh. she was running next to him. Yeah, and then when every time she would, she lapped him a couple of times. And then um, I forgot where he mentioned the towards where there's like a fence, a gate to get into where the beach is at to mm-hmm. get to the rocks to fish. Uh, while she was walking, like instead of hopping over the fence, she just f- walked through it like a ghost would. <laughs> and from there, when he saw that, because he saw that happen, at this point she probably lapped him like five times. Mm-hmm. She just walked through that gate without j- hopping over, just walked through it like well, Kitty Pride from the X Men. <laughs> he saw that, he said he stopped, he turned around and he ran super fast back to his car and his new jogging spot is the marina <laughs> and he tells his story like i i mean i i was like where you go were you drunk the night before you know like well, what happened right and it's funny because i always heard these like there's other stories that i heard obviously but like uh i have personal stories but like all these stories i heard as a kid and it's like ah oh, this I, like there's got to be an explanation for yeah. that like these dudes are you know 3 a.m. waking up early. Some I also notice in myself, like as an adult, like sleep deprivation is a motherfucker for the brain. So you see shit that like I, I didn't. I pulled an all lighter a couple of days ago, 
and I noticed like doing that, like I would see shit that like it was just shadows mm-hmm. or whatever. It just it it, mm-hmm. it, it your peripherals it, it kind of uh, what's the word? It, it just amplifies the way your peripherals yeah. fuck with you, you know. But I mean, that's that's where I was. That's that's what I thought of that. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know, but that, the the fact that he said she looked like in sixties wardrobe that that was like oh maybe that has nothing to do with. Maybe it was cosplay. Maybe it was cosplay. Yeah, three AM by yourself. Though. Oh, but just, yeah. this is the nineties, right? This is the nineties. So there was no cosplay going on. Yeah, in the 90s. yeah. The whole yeah. walking through the yeah. Well, um, fast forward. There's a couple other stories. I, I, I there's a one that I always remember. This is a favorite story. I don't know the origin of this story, but it's from one of my uncles. The place in this is from Mexico. The place in Mexico where my parents are from is Michoacan in that area. It's a lot of agriculture, so a lot of people work, you know, uh, uh, work in either corn or right. or whatever. This specific one was corn, maize, and right. corn, Godsmack, yeah, I Deftones, are yeah. Made in, no, yeah, yeah, no, Metallica. Uh, <laughs> well, they were in the in the fields, and um, these dudes would wake up at like four a.m. to go start work or whatever, and mm. they this it's a group of three, and he pulled into the middle of where they were going to be working deep into the cornfields and um he was early and uh he had his flashlight on him which is what they all had you know and he was waiting for his two other coworkers so they could start work and they used to get there by bike because they didn't have cars or they didn't have you know the all they had was bikes so they he got there in his bike and he's put his bike down and once he gets there He's in the dark and, you know, wind's blowing. It's in this weird cornfield. And, and um, he hears, like, uh, people walking through the, the cornfield. And it's like, oh, that's weird. No one should be here. He thought it was them. Hmm. And he looked. It looked like a bunch of young kids. But with they looked off, according to the story, the way it goes. Mm-hmm. And, and they try to, like, beat him up and grab him. And they said they look like kids with adult faces. And, Interesting. And uh, there's a there's a there's it's I mean you know that for me this I love hearing the story but it's just yeah yeah it, no it's like that baby yeah yeah like that baby I just showed you yeah um, and then they tried to pull him away and he started you know pushing them off and then he heard the bells from his coworkers' bikes so. Uh, they ran away when they heard more people coming. They're trying to pull him with them. Like, we're taking you with us, kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, those two other guys got there, and, and they're like, these fucking, whatever, just try to, they try to beat me up or something. Like, it was weird. Like, they were walking in the dark. You know, they looked weird. And they looked like meth heads. Like, you know, he's he, like, not meth, you know, just like drug addicts or something. Was, they were off. And he's like, are you sure you weren't just, like, imagining all this? And then uh, he said, no, man. And they looked at his hands, and he had, like, handprints, like, from somebody really strong grabbing him. Mm. And then, you know, and then they went to go, they went to go fucking get corn. <laughs> now you got to work the rest of the day with that <laughs> shit on your head. That was another story from Mexico that I remember mm. hearing. Um, uh, you know, it's crazy. I, I worked at a Richmond Country Club. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar? 
Yes. I didn't think Richmond had a country club. Yeah. Usually country clubs are for right people by, with money. Well, there I met I met Don Nelson, the the own, the the old uh, man, the old coach for head coach for the. Look, me that. Look, I live in Richmond. I ain't got no money either. No, it's one of the nicest. Shout out to all our Richmond listeners. Much love. It's one of the nicest. Hope y'all get to leave them city limits someday. No, no, no. It's changing, so stick around. Yeah. It's one of the old. It's one of the the nicest uh, golf courses in the Bay Area. Believe it or not, hmm. uh, Samuel Jackson went there when I was working there. Willie McGee. I don't want to be. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't say these names. Cause <laughs> cause no, no, no. Go ahead. But uh, yeah, some fame. Some a lot of people go there and it's actually very um, well kept my dad mm-hmm. works there so interesting yeah but i used to work there also and um there was a couple of weird incidents like the 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 i had an incident where i was uh i used to work polishing shoes in the locker in the locker room the men's locker room I had my own little booth, and I used to polish oh, shoes. Okay. Shoe, yeah, yeah. Right. Go get your shoe. Go get your shine box. Remember God, uh, Goodfellas. <laughs> go get your fucking shine box. That was me, you <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I was uh, working. Uh, I was. I did everything there, but at this particular job, I did. I did the. Uh, um, I was shining shoes and cleaning shoes, and um, this day, this day was weird. Um, Oh, well, goodbye, kiss. <laughs> I, I, I waited for it. <laughs> I know. Um, Phil saying goodbye to his lover. <laughs> so on this day, I was working at the. It was, it, uh, it was after school job. I was still in high school, mm-hmm. and uh, I was working the locker room. There was usually nobody there by six thirty six. Uh, I started my shift at seven, so it, it was basically just me sitting in a room with the TV on, and polishing shoes, and you know, just pretty much the best kind of job to have as a teenager, just sitting on your ass, right. chilling. <laughs> yeah, so I'm there. Get the truth. Yeah, I'm polishing these shoes, and and I fucking, um, I hear the door cut open on the entrance of the of the of the locker room, and the way the locker room set up was. You know, the entrance, and then there was a couple of hallways mm-hmm. in there with a bunch of locker rooms. Right. Very small. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I hear the door open. I'm like, oh, shit, somebody's here. And usually these dudes, they're done playing golf. They're rich, rich guys. They, they're done playing golf. They take off their dirty cleats. And they give them to me, and they may slip, slip me a 10 or a 20. You know, here you go. Mm-hmm. Thank you for cleaning right. my shoes. Yeah, right. I was excited. Cool, man. Some tips coming in. I heard the door. I heard the door open, and I heard footsteps walking into the hallway of the locker room. I I got out of the my little area, and I looked, and I saw the door close. I mean, I heard footsteps. So I follow where the footsteps were, and I kept hearing them. They were circling around, and then I just followed, and then I went, and I thought I was like going to see who this person is, and there was nobody there. And the mm. footsteps stopped. I was like, oh, that's weird. So then I'm, I go back to my little booth, and then I hear a locker open and close, and then I heard it close, and then I was like, ah, so maybe I missed him. So I went back to where I thought it was, and I looked everywhere, and uh, it's not like these dudes are fucking fast; they're old dudes. So I would have seen him if you would have, you know, mm-hmm. right? And I see that everything's closed. There's nobody there, and it's just kind of weird. Uh, I um, I went out to the bar. And talk to the bartender 
And he, I said, hey, did you see somebody come in? And he was counting cash at the end of the day for him. He's like, no, actually, there's nobody here. I'm going to wrap it up early because all the members are gone. There was actually an incident. Like, well, what happened? One of the members had a heart attack out in the field and he died. Mm. And I was like, ah. <laughs> ah. And then I was, he's like, why? Because I looked a little like off. You know, I was like, I was like, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, weird, man. Um, uh, uh, I just heard like footsteps, and he looked at me like, yes, yes. Like he looked at me like, yeah, uh huh. And then he's like, you want to know something? I was here because the bar where the bottles were kept, they have a uh, uh, mirror, mm-hmm. and where the where the bottles are at, you know, fancy bar. Yeah. And he said he was cleaning up one day, and uh, when he put a bottle back where the mirror thing is at, he saw in the mirror the reflection. Saw three people sitting at the bar, and then he turned, and there was nobody there because it's empty. So he's like, "That was his experience." Mm-hmm. He's like, "I guess things like that happen very regularly at the Richmond Country Club." Okay. And um, uh, as soon as he told me that, I I went back into my little room and I just locked myself in there, and I blasted my headphones, and I didn't want to fucking. <laughs> I think I I didn't even complete my shift. I just left. I just imagine you sitting there like fucking five nights at Freddy's, just like checking the door, checking the window, <laughs> turning the radio on, looking at the I had the, I had the A's game blasting because I didn't want to fucking mm-hmm. like hear anything. And then you know what's funny? I had one of my boys working there and he, he was the dishwasher. Yeah, we're still in high school at this point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't tell him anything. I didn't tell him anything. I guess this thing with the country club and was we get new people in and <laughs> let's wait and see if they experience something. So, um, I, he's working there and, and his shift ended late also, uh, and mm-hmm. on the weekends. And one day he told me he had, he ran out of, on his shift. He, he, cause the next, his job was to wash all the dishes and then mop at the end of the day. So the next day we came in, the floors were mopped and, uh, he got kind of chewed up for it. And I asked him, Hey, why didn't you, why didn't you mop up? What happened? He, he explained to me. This is after my incident, you know. Mm-hmm. I never t- told him this story. So he said, uh, apparently, when he was mopping, he was the last person in the building, and um, he actually heard a party going on in the banquet room. He heard people talking and the piano playing. Somebody playing the piano. There's an old piano there mm-hmm. in the banquet room, and he said he while he was mopping, he's like, "What the hell? Like, I don't know. We were having another party, and I thought that we were alone." He said he walked out and the lights were off and it's an empty room, so. Um, as soon as he saw that, he just ended up like leaving right on, which, you know, I mean, I think anyone would do that if you (laughs) hear some shit like that. No, no, definitely. There's no question. I'd have done the same. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, when we, last time we were talking about Frost and Many Fears, I had mentioned that, uh, there was that channel, the little fears that my friend Chad had sent me, Mm -hmm. um, to be like, Hey, I think we should be able, we should do something like this. What do you think? There was one story she had done on there that was the one I had watched to make me go, you know what? This is something we could do. And what it was is it was a story about this woman who she had like rented a cabin in the woods, you know, like a vacation home. You know, apparently that's the thing people fucking do. Like Evil Dead does that. Fucking people just rent spooky ass fucking cabins in the woods, 
right? Yeah, some people, some people do rent cabins in the woods. So she, she had rented this cabin in the woods for like a, a vacation or a getaway or whatever. And so she's driving around, driving on, driving, can't find this fucking cabin. She's getting all turned around. It's getting late. It's getting dark. She's driving. Finally, she finds this fucking cabin, right? So she parks. She unlocks the cabin. She tosses her stuff down. It's the middle of the night. She's exhausted from driving all night. So she finds the bedroom, just fucking passes out on the bed, go, goes to sleep, right? In the cabin. Yeah. As she's going to sleep, she notices all these weird fucking portraits on the wall of all these like creepy old people. And they all look like they're fucking staring at her. But she's so fucking tired. She's like, I'm just going to bed. So she passes out, wakes up the next morning and sees there are no portraits on the wall, just windows. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. So that's when I was like, you know, we could do this. That was like, that's, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. Um, have you personally had any ghost encounters or anything? So. Because like it? it's, you know what? I'm, I'm not a, it's not that I'm not a believer. Yeah. I'm very. So here's. I love the stories. Yeah. So here's, here's, here's what I'm thinking though. Like, because me personally, I don't really believe in like ghosts and demons and monsters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. So like that kind of Which stuff. Which is easy to understand why. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't scare me because I don't believe in it. So mm-hmm. there could have been shit happening, and I'm just like or, fucking wind, or maybe just blowing these doors open and closed as I'm trying to work. Right. Well, however, Phil, you, if you don't mind me saying yeah, on the podcast, right. you you are a, a a believer in Christ. I am. And the Bible. Does, you wouldn't know it because I curse a lot. I need to work on that. He right. ain't done with me. Right. But the Bible does have, in the New Testament in particular, does have instances where Jesus exercised demons from people. And you, you remember that that uh, story about Legion, right? Mm-hmm. Said so we, you know, uh, there's a guy who was cutting himself and talking to himself and yelling. And yeah, he was possessed then, by all those he, demons. And he was called Legion because there were many of them. Yeah. So I mean, you know, demons do exist. Well, the, the, I, I, the way I would counter that, like, I'm not saying I don't believe, but I can see other people's point of view, so I can see. That could be a very, um, like a a way to. What's the word I'm looking for? A way for people in those times to interpret that he was a good therapist. I mean, I don't know, you know, right. like, or, yeah, that, right. or, or you know, because that's just. I mean, I, I but I hear what you're saying. Right. I, I mean, in in all in looking at it from a, and and a psychological slash atheist perspective mm-hmm. you could say that the man that they encountered was schizophrenic yep. and had multiple personality disorder yep. and let's, that let's jesus kill all these other personalities you know <laughs> at, but but even in 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 modern times there's no you, you'd have to have medication for that there is no mm-hmm. one-time fix <clears throat> right. and i doubt that there would have been a person in that era that would have known the right kind of medication without any kind of clinical trials and stuff to fix that. It would have taken months and, you know, like there's no way that, you know, you consider all the things that Jesus is, is, uh, known to do in the, in the time frame that he had to do them. If Jesus was just a normal dude and not son of God with all the divine power, it would have taken him months, maybe years to come up with something to treat this guy in where in the ancient world they had no idea how to treat them you know what i mean it yeah. it he would have spent his lifetime figuring out how to cure this guy of his multiple personality syndrome if at all um so it makes more sense to go because if he really was successful in driving the demons out it makes more sense for him to go all right you're healed i'm walking away you know <laughs> you know so i can go and do all the other things that the new testament says i do um 
But yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> so the, there's. So basically, because real science takes a long yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. So like, so like for example, um, way I I don't remember if this was right before we started Frosted Mini Fears or right after, but it was right in that same time frame. We were shooting this short film down in Santa Cruz, mm-hmm. and my friend Sal, his family owns this hotel with like an Italian restaurant connected to it. Um, I forget what the hotel is called. The restaurant was called Ristorante Barolo. And so we were going on there. We're going to stay at his family's hotel for a night and film this thing at the restaurant the next day. Right. So we went out to fucking Santa Cruz for a weekend and hung out my friend's hotel. The whole time we're going down there, my friend is telling me that like some shit happens at this hotel. You're going to hear some shit. We're pretty sure it's haunted. There's nothing we can fucking do about it. Right. And of course, since I don't believe in that shit, I'm just like, okay, yeah, whatever you say, Sal, whatever you say. And so we're at this hotel and like, uh, me and my friend Jerry get a room and then my friend Chad, my friend Sal, they get a room. Right. And I fucking sleep like a baby, like the fucking best night's sleep I've ever had. Just out like a light sleep the whole night through. Wake up the next day. My buddy Jerry is fucking still standing in the same spot he was when i went to sleep like he didn't sleep at all that night and i'm like you didn't you did you, did you stand there all fucking night jerry was a germaphobe he was a germaphobe he didn't he didn't like being in new places and touching new things I, and- I i remember when i had to when we were filming black suits and it was yumi randy ryan and jerry and i couldn't go to sleep because he was standing over us pacing and i was like good lord like I could hear his footsteps. Why don't you just lay? You have to be tired. You ha- How are you just pacing for hours and hours? Aren't you sleepy? Aren't yeah. you at least a little bit tired? So, What's wrong with you? So I'm talking to him the next day because I knew all that as well. That he's fucking, he was weird and didn't want, didn't like new oh, things. Sun, right? Sunlight comes you know, and, and I'm, <laughs> and I'm just like, you didn't even sit in the fucking chair. He's like, Phil, you didn't hear like all these fucking footsteps all night. I'm like, it's a hotel, Jerry. There's going to be footsteps. And he's yeah, like, there's... and he's like, there's no other guests. This is just us four. And I'm like, well, maybe fucking Chad or Sal went for a walk. And they're like, where? Walk where, Phil? Where would they be going? Just up and down the stairs all night? And I'm like, Jerry, just. <sighs> yeah, the thing about hotels, too, is like high, high traffic area. So, like, shit creaks up a lot. Yeah. I mean, that happens everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um. But that's, he was the one that. Not you. Yeah, he's the one who's saying that like he was hearing footsteps all yeah. night, and he was hearing all these weird sounds. And I'm like, "Well, I slept like a baby. I don't know about <laughs> you. I slept just fine." So most likely there have been shit that's happened to me, that's and good. I just and I just brush it off yeah, like because right, right. I'm, you, you know me, I'm kind of a a, a an instigator. Yeah. That's one word for it. Yeah. Like. You know, I fucking wore a Ghostbuster costume to fucking, you know, fear overload. Yeah. And I would legit, if you told me like, man, with this this place is haunted. This this abandoned beer factory. It's fucking haunted. There's ghosts. There's demons. I'd be like, let's go. I'll bring my proton pack. It'll be a great Instagram story. You know? I, I, I think the term I would use for you is provocateur. That sounds erotic. I yeah, like in, it. In, in, instigator implies. I that, like it. In, in, instigator implies that you Start are shit. getting involved in other people's drama, yes. right? Mm-hmm. That's instigation. But if you are the cause of something shit. interesting, that's you're 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 provoking it. It's provocateur. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I'm just saying I'm kind of that asshole who would like my girlfriend, like she's super like paranoid about like demons and stuff. And mm. she always says, she's like, when we get a new place, you know, I'm going to have that shit blessed. And I'm like, hope you kept the receipt because I'm a fucking mess around with a Ouija board while you're oh, doing that. Jesus. It's made by Parker Brothers. How dangerous could it be? <laughs> Biden, find out. <laughs> no, you know what? Um, it's it's one thing to like experience something in a hotel or whatever, mm-hmm. or going somewhere like a ghost town and you see something. Yeah, you know, all right, yeah, maybe sometimes. But it's a trip when when you actually when you actually see something in your house because that's yeah. your fucking place yeah like, like i i actually had an experience yeah like, like i i remember being uh a little kid and i must have been super little because uh it was before my parents got divorced and they split up when i was like six mm. so i must have been somewhere under six mm. and i remember like middle of the night getting up to use the bathroom and just seeing like somebody standing at the bottom of our staircase in the middle of the night oh shit yeah. Oh, so you did see. So you have seen something. I mean, I was like five. You don't know what to say about it. It's weird. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. Could, I was five. It could have been a dream. Uh-huh. It could have been my dad just getting ready for work. Although they were just standing there, they weren't moving. Yeah. And you know what's crazy is I have. So I have. Well, I'll talk about this later. But it's, it, you mentioned being that young, like the whole. A lot of people, especially religious people, mm-hmm. when they talk about imaginary friends. You know, they wonder like, oh, wonder if that's like a demonic thing attacking the kid or whatever, you know. But I personally don't remember this. This is a story my mom shares with family about me because mm-hmm. I used to have an imaginary friend and I terrorized the shit out of my mom over it. I, I, I was, I don't know how I was younger than five, obviously, yeah. maybe like three or four. I have no memory of this, but I used to say to my mom, hey, can you make us a sandwich? You know, whenever I was home. And she would look at me weird, you know, this is this is strange. She's saying us all the time. And I would have conversations by myself in my little play area. And then sometimes I would come running to her crying because the imaginary friend would hurt me. Mm. And this happened for a long time that she would be afraid of hanging out with me alone at home. Because she's like, I, I don't know what this imaginary friend's going to do today. <laughs> but I have no memory of this at all. Yeah. Um, But like I was saying earlier, that that. You know, when you experience things in your home. Um, yeah, because your home is supposed to be. It's where you're disarmed. Like, I hate using the word safe space. It is. But, you know, that's what it's supposed that's to be. That's where you're chill and you're. Yeah, you're, it, it's. You're, it, you're, 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 you're fucking relaxing. So this actually happened. Um, you know how I remember when this happened? This this happened when. Uh, were you guys ever left alone at like what? What's the age you guys were left? Oh, alone all, all the fucking time. I come. Uh, well, how old were you though? Like the like like. 10? I think I'd be like ten, seven or eight, and my yeah, dad okay. would like leave me alone with oh, my so... three year old little brother while he went out to like score drugs and shit. So... All right, I don't feel bad saying this. <laughs> you know, I I I I wasn't left alone until my grandmother got cancer. Mm. And she had to go into the hospital. And I think I might have been 11 at the time when she first got cancer. Because my grandfather worked. But throughout my childhood, I got to experience, even though I didn't grow up with my parents per se, I grew up with my grandparents. And I got to experience that old-fashioned notion of a two-parent household where the father figure went out and worked and brought home the bacon. And the mother figure took care of the house and grew the vegetables in the garden and you know, took the the bill money and and ran the errands, paid the bills, did the grocery shopping while the the husband worked. And I would come home 
and grandma would be there. Mm. You know, the after the afternoon cartoons were on. You remember Fox used to have like a, a block for kids after school. And I would watch like, you know, that with the with a snack or whatever and and then do, go do homework and then grandpa came home and we had dinner all right you know and but but when she had to go in for treatment i became a latchkey kid dang near overnight and i know people who have lived their entire lives their entire childhoods that way and i just can't imagine it you know i'm just like what do you mean they you were coming home from kindergarten by yourself and and there was no one home. Yeah. What do you talk? What if something happened? What if the house burned down? What? But I, I get it. You know, single parent households is difficult. I had to. I had to look at what time this movie came out because I had to remember how old I was. So yeah. this came out. Spider Man, Tobey Maguire, the first one hmm. came out two thousand two. So I was twelve. So yeah. okay. I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. Twelve is a good age to be home alone. But yeah. This, yeah. This day, this is the first time I ever saw something mm-hmm. that I remember. Um, it was in a house. Over by Contra Costa College, we were renting that house out. It was a five-bedroom house, two big old living room, so family room and living room. And uh, I had slept upstairs. And early on, my family said they experienced stuff, but I didn't believe in it. You know, I was like a little twelve-year-old that I, did, I was like, I'm not afraid of anything. You know, kind of a. Um, the first thing that happened at that house was um, my sister put all her stuff in her room. That when we were moving in. The next day she came back and she found everything kind of torn apart. The boxes were open. They were like ripped apart. Things were everywhere. I figured maybe the fucking landlord's, you know, crackhead, (laughs) the landlord's crackhead nephews or something came and tried to go through our stuff. That's what I thought. You know, obviously that seems like the most plausible thing. A couple of months after we already moved in. Um, so it's Spider-Man had came out of Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. Spider-Man just, you know, at that time that was like the dopest shit to go see. And, um, this day it was Friday. We we're going to go watch it. My cousins, my brother, everyone, I came home from school. I had a headache and this just so happened. Like everyone had plans to go out, including myself. But, uh, I guess after school. So I had a headache. I knocked out. My brother came home from work. He was going to drive us to the theater. Saw that I was asleep. Decided, yeah, might as well not wake him up. Got ready. Left without me. I woke up to an empty house. All dark. And I used, I wasn't afraid, you know. But I went downstairs. And um, I turned on the TV in the in the the first the what's the what would you consider the first room the family room or the living room like as you come into the entrance what is it the, the every every house is built a little differently yeah but they so call you know you, they call one the family room and one, the living room. one well, they have a, a family room a living room sometimes it sometimes Usually they the call f- it front one's a living room and then the back one is the family room yeah or yeah. wherever and the tv is is the family room. yeah so. yeah that's where that's where you, just yeah. your family kicks it and and the living room is where you entertain your guests. Right. So I guess the first one in here is the family room, mm-hmm. but it was just like a one step, and then it's the family, the living room. So um, I'm in the kitchen getting something to drink, and I have the TV on, and I'm by myself. And realize like fuck, I slept. They took off without me. I come back to the to the the family room, and I can see all the way down. So we had a street light in our backyard because of the way the house was built and the street lights, the, the light from the outside 
you know, was was shining through the window. And as I was watching TV on my peripherals, I saw a silhouette, a form, a dark figure move into where the window was at. So the light reflecting from the outside, all of a sudden there's someone standing out in, in, in a look of form, a, a, a person. Mm-hmm. I immediately thought I'm probably just imagining something or somebody's on the outside of the window looking in. And that concerned me so i was like oh i better sit down hopefully they don't see me but then i also thought maybe let's get up and turn on lights so they think someone's home because i had seen home alone i figured (laughs) work for kevin McAllister's gonna work for me (laughs) so i get up and i'm about to turn on the lights i think this this is somebody outside looking in but once i i get up and i i I look straight at this figure i realize it's it's actually something inside because then the 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 windows silhouette the, the silhouette is on the on one side and it starts to walk and as it's walking it looks like a that it looks like a black shadow but as it's walking it actually um i hear footsteps and the footsteps are heading towards the stairs hmm. and i figured i am tripping like i'm not seeing that and that's you know <laughs> as soon as i i it goes away it disappears it walks through from one side of the window to the other and i see it walking and, and obviously i can see because of the light I see that I walk towards the stairs. My room's upstairs also. I hear footsteps walking upstairs all the way to the very top of the stairs. There's quite two flights of stairs. I heard footsteps. I thought I was just tripping. I thought I was just, I'm seeing something. But once I heard stairs, it's like, all right, I'm seeing and now I'm here. (laughs) And this thing looked like a dark shadow thing. And Mm -hmm. I... Um, I don't know what to do because this is the time where, you know, if someone's out, you have no way to get in contact with them. There's no cell phones, you know, well, yeah. there was, but we just didn't it's, have it. It's the dark ages. Yeah, for we us. You needed a computer to go on the yeah, internet. And... Yeah. And so I, I, that happened to me and then I was scared. So I just, uh, I didn't want to call 911 because I, I clearly saw it wasn't a person. So I just went and I went to my parents' room and I slept there until they got home from wherever the casino they were. So that was my first experience, actually seeing something myself that I couldn't understand. Shortly after that, we had the computer. We had a computer uh, compact presario. You know what I'm talking about, Phil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had a compact presario in the living room, and um, when it was on, you could hear the typing. You know the old keyboards; it's fucking super loud. You could hear the typing on. And you can see the reflection of the of the monitor from the other room. So really late at night, one of my sisters came out, and she went to the bathroom, and she heard the computer going off, and she saw the light from the monitor. She she thought it was another sister of mine. So her thought was, I'm gonna go scare her because she shouldn't be up. She's up really late. So she got behind the 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 chimney which separated the two, and then she like jumped out and was gonna scare. She did that. Boom. <laughs> There was nobody there. Their monitor was off. And it was just like, oh, shit. And that was fucking, she got scared. <laughs> right. Because it's like, how was this on? Yeah. If- and it all happened in that room, that living room, that second, the living room. That That's all out of activity. Another time, a cousin who was visiting, she said, what was that? I was like, what? Uh, that same window where I saw the silhouette. Mm-hmm. She said she saw uh, a white guy staring out the window crying 
Mm. And then that's weird. Okay, uh, we don't know what that is. Maybe it was Phil. I don't know. <laughs> nothing scarier than a white dude crying. <laughs> yeah, oh, something man. must have happened. I mean, something horrible. Seriously. So uh, she kept it to herself, you know, and then uh, one day um, a bunch of knives and spoons were out. Like, so, like we left the kitchen, you know, clean. And then the next day somebody pulled out knives and spoons and just put them mm -hmm. everywhere in the kitchen and... Uh, stuff like that just started happening on a daily basis. Uh, 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 <laughs> this, this, uh, so the, the computer incident scared one of my sisters. So the the owner of the computer, my oldest sister, took that to her room. She says, "You know what? Because uh, it bothers. Me. There's conflict because of the computer. It's the bright light, and you know, mm -hmm. I'm gonna keep it in my room, which was one of the upstairs rooms. They ran a separate phone line for the computer back, you know, DSL, and um." We would get, we get constantly when she when that sister was gone, we would constantly get phone calls from that landline to our house, and that was like a, even with everything unplugged, it was like phone call coming from up there. And I once I worked in the telecom field, I know that's kind of impossible. So that was that was not thing. Um, and then one one incident. Another incident that I had, I had someone knock the door where I was home alone again. I was probably older at this at this point. Someone was knocking the front door. I unlocked the door and I opened it and then it closed it. And like someone's playing with the door like, what the fuck? Did it again and they closed it again. So then I, at this point, I I opened it again and locked it. And then I opened it and I was like, what the fuck? Like, you know, I was ready to like confront whoever. I thought it was one of my sisters playing the prank. There was nobody there. <laughs> <laughs> and we found out that somebody uh i think quite a a bit of people had actually passed away in the house from a fire and uh that's i mean i don't know if that had anything to do with that but that's hmm. i mean i have my own home alone story but it, it's not a well it's kind of a scary story but not as scary like ooh ghosts. More like oh he got a whooping, oh. a bad whooping. Because <laughs> I think I mentioned earlier, you know, my dad used to like work for the university. He'd have to yeah. get up at like three in the morning to go for work, so he'd go to bed at like eight o'clock of fucking night. Uh -huh. And there was one night, a uh, little fucking five six year old Phil, don't know what came over him, <laughs> decided to uh, take all the shoelaces out of his work boots and tie them together across the top of the staircase. And then set up a bunch of Hot Wheels at the bottom of the staircase and just booby trap my house in the middle of the night. Somebody had seen Home Alone I recently. Had, I had seen Home Alone and I was a madman. Yeah. And so I just remember like sleeping like a baby. And then I wake up the next morning and my poor mother is just sitting on the foot of my bed waiting for me to wake up. And she just looks so worried. And she just had this look of just somber morose on her and she was just like oh baby i i don't know if i can help you this time <laughs> and uh i don't remember the whooping i got but all of a sudden i was 10. talk about blackout for trauma yeah. um so i, I mean, like i just have this image of my fucking dad at like three in the morning like half asleep 
going downstairs to make his coffee, fucking tripping on the oh, goddamn dude. shoes ring. What the? F almost falling down the stairs, catching himself, makes it to the bottom of the stairs, fucking Hot Wheels. What the fuck? See, see, this is why parents, some parents, are uh, cautious about the kinds of things they show their their kids in the media because. You know, you don't want your kid to get the idea that, hey, let me try that, right? And I'm not going to lie. I, when I, as a kid, had a similar thought because my grandparents would get, um, you know, stuff for my birthday, stuff for Christmas, and they would always work really hard to keep it a secret, you know? And so I, I was talking to grandma. I was like, you know what? Because I had seen Home Alone recently. I'm going to rig up this. I was a, I was a talker. I'm going to rig up this tile trap and I'm going to do this, this and use what I have this way. It'll be great and get grandpa when he's trying to transport the gifts. And then my grandmother sat me down and was like, you could hurt your grandpa that way, possibly kill him because in the movies, you know, it's cartoon violence. It's not real. But if a real person and not an actor were to sustain that kind of damage, they may get really hurt. Is that what you want to do to your grandpa? And I was like, no. No, but I had I, I luckily I had a conversation with a wise, wiser, older person about it, and they were able to explain the difference between reality and fantasy and how it's presented in the movie. Poor Phil over here. I mean, didn't have that opportunity. Know, I, I of only discussion. I, I never did it again. <laughs> never <laughs> underestimate the power of a whooping. You know what? Right. That's crazy. Like, it, yeah, you said the media, though, like there's a story that um, of something that happened in Mexico. And it's not the media. This this family lived in a rural area where they, you know, they specifically grew like had a chicken farm, mm -hmm. and they they were you know they slaughtered chickens on a daily basis. I guess to you know. So one day, this kid, the the son of the farmers, the wife and the husband, their 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 son, their oldest son, very quiet kid most of his life. He saw his parents chopping the heads off of chickens and whatever, whatever, however they slaughtered. One day he just snapped and he's and he cut his mom's heads off. And uh, just one day, just yeah, just snapped, and he he actually decapitated his mom. How and old was this kid? I think he was in his like eighteen or nineteen, and but he was like you know, when they asked him what why he did it, apparently his reasons were he saw it, he saw like they they did it to chickens all the time. He wondered what it felt like to do it to a human. That is a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> because when you do it to a chicken, it's dead. Yeah. So you know you're going to kill your mom. You were just trying to see how the body reacts. Yeah, that is that kid deserves to be locked up for the rest oh, of his yeah, life. Yeah. Away from was, the rest he of was us. locked up. Yeah. Especially if you give that kind of answer. Ooh. That's cold. There hearted, isn't a dude. psychological board in the planet that'll clear you to come back to the rest no, of us. No. Oh my gosh. Since this is a Halloween episode, do you guys have any fond memories of halloween I'm, I'm 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 not trying to do the hot ha mm -hmm. like just the whole horror aspect well yeah it. but just halloween in general so like i've like had some fun i've had I, some, i've had some crazy so fun I, in halloween i will say this probably the most enjoyable halloween experience i can remember having recently was probably about i want to say four or five years ago and what it was is um we had a film in a horror film festival. Mm -hmm. We ended up winning the award given out at that horror film festival. Um, I was rocking a sweet Dick Tracy costume that night. <laughs> um, and I had just gotten hired at like two new jobs that week. 
I got hired at a TV station. I got hired at the the photo and video lab I'm working at now. And like, I got hired that week. So that week was just fucking great. Like the day I got hired, I got this award. I started two jobs the following Monday, had my sweet Dick Tracy costume. Me and my friends went to this film festival, got to watch all these people watch our film and 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 react to it which is kind of weird it's always weird watching your own work with other people for the first time that is weird you know like when we uh like when we screened snipe hunt for the first time like uh i had to go outside i was like uh i can't really sit here and watch people react to this uh yeah, just let me know when it's done i don't like watching it uh, like some of the stuff i've been in i, mm -hmm. I like to like when someone says, can I see your stuff on YouTube, comedy-wise? Yeah. I don't have a good video on YouTube, and I have one video. I keep telling you I that, like, I want to film your set know, and give but, you that good production value. Right, but when I when when people... And then always, it's like the day of, you're like, oh, yeah, I mean, about that. Uh, I'm not feeling very funny today. Can we reschedule? <laughs> the When they do find the video of, of my stand-up on, it's a video, it's like my second time performing. It's not the best. They, when they do watch it, though, I, I can't be... I can't be present when they're watching it. I have to step away. Like, tell me when it's done. <laughs> I have to like, you know, but anyways, uh, back to the Halloween. Yeah. Thing, right? So that was, that was a great, yeah. that was probably my favorite Halloween is the, the fucking As the, film. I mean, you, were, you were there for that. That was an amazing day. And I that will go down as possibly was that actually Halloween night? It was Halloween night, and the, that's, the, that's the greatest Halloween the, night the, in my life. The the funniest like, part though is we're, we're at this film festival, and they have all, there's like little kids there, and there's like horror films about like the man in the yellow hat being chased by Curious George. Curious George was supposed to be uh, Michael Myers. Yeah, they like took a scene from and Halloween and the, replaced it with Curious George the, and the Man in the Yellow and Hat. The Man in the Yellow Hat was the therapist that shoots oh, Michael. Oh, Dr. Loomis? The, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So there's all these little things like that, and I'm just like, oh, it's this kind of festival. A chimp would be scarier than Michael Myers. Well, then, and then they play Michael. our film, which was Tolerance, which yeah. is him like tied to a chair in a boiler room somewhere being tortured for seven minutes. And it's like very intense yeah. and graphic. And I just look around and there's all these like kids just sitting there. And I'm like, oh, oh I'm kind of uncomfortable now. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well, you you know there there was like one or two other straight laced horror yeah. shorts though. But I think ours was like the first like straight horror one that played. Yeah, and we came right after the Curious George but you one. Won. You, <laughs> won. you won. Yeah, we, yeah won. we won. But at the same For time, I'm just reasons. like, Jesus hmm. Christ. Oh, I didn't know it was gonna be. Like this. Well, I mean, like I said, we did have real competition that came after us, though. Yeah. Like, for a minute, I was like, ooh, ooh. But this happened as a, as adults. Yeah. This oh, was yeah. like five years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Whenever, like, because, like, one of my, this is a memory as a child for Halloween mm -hmm. that I remember. Um, I went trick-or-treating with the cousins as probably six years old. And one of my older cousins was driving at the time, so she drove us. And we went to a haunted house, which, you know, was like a mm. community haunted house, which was, eh, we were scared. Yeah. But then we, then the, this was a, a um, what are those, uh, what is that They're called? Wagon? Um, a family wagon? One of those Station cars. wagon? Station wagon. Yeah. We were driving in their station wagon, and the station wagon, like, stopped. It, it just died on us in North Richmond. And oh. this is 90s. Oh, shit. This is North 90s. Richmond. 
90s North Richmond at Hall- oh. on Halloween day where motherfuckers running around. That was probably the scariest shit. It's scarier than anything mm-hmm. anything that's ever happened. Oof. <laughs> we're at an hour 15. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. But yeah, so... Uh, how about you, Joaquin? You any good Halloween memories? I, you know, stories? I have plenty. Were we only supposed to talk about like our one and only favorite? No, if you, no, you can, yeah, you can talk whatever. I mean, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just talking about Halloween memories in general. I don't related think, to the holiday. I, th- I believe I've had uh, more awesome Halloweens, far more awesome Halloweens than I've had Valentine's days. Yeah, I think a lot of people can say that, but but you know, I personally don't like hot Valentine's. You know, yeah, even when I was Valentine's in, Day, even just, when I was in a relationship, I I loved, there's so I much fucking it. pressure when you're in a relationship. I mean, and when you're like, not in a relationship, you want to just fucking jump into traffic. If you, you know, do things, I mean, if you kind of like spoil or I don't know, spoil, but you know, like not spoil, but you know, uh, if you, I've you I've treat never, each other. Yeah, Valentine's just, is not. I've, really, I've never had a good Valentine's Day. It's so all hype, it always man. seems to go wrong on Valentine's Day. My thing is, I I adore Valentine's Day. I'm a really? huge romantic. Oh shit! And like teddy bears, flowers, her favorite flowers. Like, not that I don't do little things throughout the year, but it's like that's that one special day where, you know, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's dope. It's dope. I I, I like it. I, I see um, what you're saying. I, like I I feel um, me personally like it doesn't compare to Halloween though. Like I I had more fun with my ex or like you know like in relationships. Like with on Halloween with them, then <laughs> I I've never done anything with Maybe. a significant other on Halloween. You should, it's you know, fun. that's always been like night out with the fellas. Uh, you know, yeah, so well, that, that, yeah, that can be that too. You know, that's usually how that's been. But you know, um, as far as Halloween is concerned, um, like so many memories. All right, I, I love the costumes, right? You know, especially when you're a kid. My my grandmother would not let me uh would would not forbid me from playing Mortal Kombat when Mortal Kombat first came out and it was hot. What? You know, because of all the blood. Yeah, I remember that. I mentioned I was you know, grew up in a religious household, so that was that was a thing. But the whole Earth realm and the you know the uh, Eternia and all that kind of stuff. And kinda, the music was like, eerie, so it seemed <laughs> evil. You know, so my grandmother was just like, uh. Uh-uh. However. I managed to kind of get a small victory in that my grandmother used to uh, pay this lady in our neighborhood. Uh, our neighborhood was called Sherwood Forest. Mm-hmm. Um, we ha- there was a Robin Hood Drive. Uh, I think it was a, f- a Fire t- a fr- a Friar Tuck Avenue. You know that that's why it was called Sherwood Forest. Right, you know because right. it had different uh, names associated with Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And uh, she lived on. Um, uh, Ma- Mary, Mary Drive. You know, like Mary Men. Yeah, Mary that that Mary, mm-hmm. and uh, she designed all my costumes, all all through my childhood, essentially. And like, you know, you, we didn't just go to Walmart and get the costume. That's better. We Way would better. we we would go to her and say, "All right, well, this year." And I wasn't allowed to dress as a ghoul or a goblin. Something good. It was always something like a pirate hmm. or Zorro or uh, but my favorite costume I think that I ever dressed up in uh, was this ninja. And it wasn't quite a Mortal I wanted to be a Mortal Kombat ninja. I tried to sneak it in, but the best that I could do was a, 
was I had a a black ninja costume that she she designed and she sewed up from scratch with two different face masks to cover my mouth. One was black, the other was red. I had black ties around the wrist or I could have red ties around the wrist and ankles. And on the back, the dragon symbol for Mortal Kombat in red mm. over the uh, on the back of the costumes. Very, very dope. Very, I had so much fun that year walking around with Psy and just like challenging whoever. There was another ninja in the neighborhood and we had a fake battle and my grandmother was like, no, 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 you messed up the costume. Chill. <laughs> um, there was a Chinese restaurant that had just opened up and it was the only Chinese restaurant in town for several miles because it's, you know, it's, it's Arkansas. No, it was really not appropriate. It was I'm, run I'm by kidding. Chinese I'm, people. No, you, you. <laughs> You oh, I, yeah. Well, I guess it's Japanese. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you know what's funny is that they, they asked me when we went in, uh, are you a, and I think they were just playing with me because the ninjas are Japanese, right? Mm-hmm. They're not Chinese. But I think that the owner was screwing with me because I was a kid and he went, are you a Chinese ninja or a Japanese ninja? <laughs> I, I was too ignorant to know that he was screwing around with me and I was yeah. just like uh Japanese <laughs> then you are shinobi he was really playing on my ignorance I look <laughs> that jerk up sometimes like hey what are you trying to say you know you come yeah. back to him as an enemy <laughs> well, see, I remember being a little kid and like I was that weird kid that like wasn't into like basketball or baseball or football but yeah. I was super into Ditto. like I was super into like Star Trek and Godzilla Ghostbusters and, and, and all this shit. So I remember like I would always have like these like I'd always want to dress up for stuff you couldn't buy in a store. Like I wanted to be Ultraman. If anybody fucking follows Japanese tokusatsus. Yeah. yeah I wanted I to be Ultraman. My mom had to fucking try and make an Ultraman costume from scratch. I remember I wanted to be common writer one year and you know, it's like fuck that's a Japanese thing. You can't get that over here. So like I remember we got like a gas mask and like put antennas on it and like painted it and tried to make it look like the helmets they wear in Common Rider. I was trying to go as Common Rider Black RX. So like all these fucking like Japanese superheroes that nobody's ever fucking heard of. For those of you listening at home, Ultraman is basically the Japanese version of Hank Pym. Oh, okay, giant man. Okay. It grows yeah. big. Well, yeah, there, there's a whole family of them. There's different Ultramans. It's kind of like Power Rangers where there's different ones for every generation. You're, so you're one of those. Huh? And he's a giant superhero who fights giant monsters. Yeah. So instead of a team of like five Power Rangers, it's one guy. That's, yeah. That's, that yeah. grows big. Yeah. And then Common Rider, we've tried to adapt it in America as Masked Rider a few times. Uh, we try to adapt Common Rider Black RX as Masked Rider for Saban, and uh, it lasted one season and wasn't very good. There was also a Common Rider series that was running on uh, Four Kids TV. Yeah, that was Common Rider Dragon Knight, and they were a team as opposed to being one guy. Yeah, and that one I think it lasted the same thing like one season. And so it was a turn. difficult custom to get. It's a very difficult <laughs> custom you had to like make from scratch. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. Yeah. Everybody else is I, like, you know what's crazy? They, they you said that because I, I wanted to be a Power Ranger when I was like five because, you know, the show was fucking popular at the time. Yeah. And uh, I asked my mom to buy me, you know, I want to be that. I just pointed at the TV and, you know, her not speaking the language and, you know, like, yeah, sure. She went out and bought this. It was like a blue. I forgot what it was called. It was, it was, it, it was like one of those 
uh, knockoffs. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Power Rangers. It was like Space Patrol agent. Uh-huh. <laughs> people were asking me, what are you? I'm a Power Ranger. Like, no, you're not. And I would get really like... <laughs> Yeah. I'm mad. Yeah. And like, I remember there was one year for Halloween. I went as like Worf from Star Trek. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. You know. Oh, nice. So. You you did a lot of your own costumes though? Um, a lot. When I, growing up, a lot of it was like store-bought. But there'd be things like, I remember one year I went as like Captain America because mm. I found like this Captain America costume at like a JCPenney or something. I was like, yeah. oh my God, I have to have that. Because yeah. this is like 1993 and finding any kind of like superhero costume that's not batman or superman or spider-man is super fucking hard but it didn't have a shield so i'd like make my own shield out of like a big ass cardboard box that i like cut a big circle out of and made straps for and colored it in with like sharpies and markers and stuff so i would do stuff like that and then as i got older um and started to have my own money then things started to get more elaborate like when i was like i'm a big superman fan and so when i was in college i had my own like superman costume like custom made for me like i designed my own superman shield and had the suit made with that on there and had a cape made with that on the back and had it made to my specs and everything it looks, uh, it looks a lot better when you it, have your own yeah uh i can't wear it anymore because i'm fat now oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but no. when I, when i was skinny oh. i would rock the shit out of that when was the last time you trick-or-treated like what was the last last year oh no, really no i'm kidding well, for me it was it was well so here's the thing the last day that i went trick-or-treating i was probably about 13 or 14 <laughs> <laughs> i used to hang out with two of my cousins they're they're my age um remember we talked about what we were gonna do halloween um and the whole time they they were like you know, I had I didn't I didn't care. I was like fourteen, like I figured I'm not supposed to be trick or treating now anyways or thirteen, you know. And um we agreed to have them come over and we'd order pizza and just watch scary movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yep. That that's like yeah. the typical fucking plan. And um For sure. They showed up and these motherfuckers are in costume. Well not costume, but they're like so if I had a black the one of them had a black T shirt, so he had like black raider makeup. The other guy had like oh, I just you know, they're all wearing face paint according to their shirt color and i'm like what the fuck you know that this they're all dressed up and i'm I'm the only idiot not and you know because i thought we were just gonna hang out and, and then they, they mm-hmm. said nah we just decided last minute to dress up and let's go trick-or-treating let's go come on i had no plans on doing anything so <laughs> I, I found lipstick and i just like i put it all over my face uh-huh and um and then i we were trick-or-treating yeah, you know, everyone's costume made sense, but then they would always ask me, "What are you?" And my response was like, "Trick or treat!" Like motherfucker, just give me the candy. Like, so, yeah, I get, I have the so, Fucking appreciate the effort. So, so two stories. One, the last time I went trick or treating, um, I want to say it was like. 2006 2007 so you were what, like 20 i was like in my 20s yeah and i remember uh i went as nightwing oh shit so i had like this spandex nightwing costume um which feels like you're wearing nothing at all which <laughs> my friends pointed out anytime they would walk behind me and then i had like this this domino mask like glued to my face with spirit gum wait were you getting candy or just walking? no we were getting candy oh shit yeah and i had like this mask glued to my face and i remember like uh i looked on point yeah i looked fucking on point 
because I was still skinny then and could rock spandex. <laughs> but I remember like uh, going home that night and like trying to get the mask off uh, and I used way too much spirit gum yeah. and I couldn't get the mask off. Like I couldn't get a corner to lift up so I could get the spirit gum remover on there. So I'm like panicking and I'm like in the shower, like trying to get this mask off. Oh. And all I can think is I got work tomorrow. <laughs> I can't show up like this. Like, so that was, that was the last time I went trick or treating. Um, but going back to your thing, when no one knew who the fuck you were, there was one Halloween, it was 2008 and me and my friends, we were, we, we, we dressed up in costumes. We went to like San Francisco and hung around like the mall and the Metreon and stuff. And then we were going to this Halloween party later in the night. This is that, that day we are telling you about where my friend tried to fight oh, Gasper, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Halloween parties are fun. Yeah. But so, um, I went, I dressed up as Cyclops from the X-Men. So I had like the visor and had like an Xavier school for gifts. I was Cyclops in street clothes. So I had like an Xavier school for gifted youngsters t-shirt on with a leather jacket. And then I had like the visor, like the Cyclops visor. And then my buddy Randy went as Kato, you know, yeah. from like Green Hornet and Kato. Yeah, it makes sense for him. Yeah. So he, he went, he had like the shirt and the hat and the mask and everything. He was Kato. And then my one friend, Carlos, went as the Joker because Dark Knight had just come out. Mm. And then my other friend, Jerry, went as Michael Jackson. And so the whole time, the whole time we're in the city, people are just going gaga over fucking Joker and Michael Jackson. No one gives a fuck about me and my friend, Randy. <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck we are. People are like, are you that dude from Star Trek? I'm like, no, I'm Cyclops. <laughs> Nobody knows who the fuck Randy is. You know, and we're over here feeling like the ugly girls at prom. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah, Fuck that, these people. I would have loved to see Kato because not a lot of people would know that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. When we were um, in high school, because I would get together with uh, Phil and company on uh, on Halloween day and we would go trick-or-treating. My last time trick-or-treating on my own, I think, was eighth grade because I had oh, moved shit. out here and I had this wizard's costume that there was the last costume that my grandmother had commissioned for me. And I was like, you know what? I want to get one more use out of it. You it know was what? Like, that I was that trying seems to... like the, the perfect thing to start trick-or-treating. Right. We're here trick-or-treating as adults. You know, but but, but, <laughs> but the, the funny thing about it is, is that after that, and I met Phil and, and linked up with that crew, we still trick-or-treated. But for a while, I had this attitude of, man, you know, it's too bad we can't be going to like Halloween parties and mixing it up with girl. You know, we're still going over to houses. We're like dang near grown. And, you know, I, I wanted to, to have that uh, that feeling of, of just just kicking it and being being social, you know, yeah. with, with a, a, a and, you know, I was like, man, we're teenagers, man. That's what we should be doing. Like somebody's but, parents are out of town and they're having a Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, I, like in the see movies. That in movies. And, yeah, yeah, you know, fucking, and, and, yeah. and not just in movies, but I knew people yeah, well, who yeah. didn't freaking invite me. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> who would do stuff yeah, like that yeah. so it wasn't like it never happened people threw no, parties yeah. and, and it wasn't necessarily parents out of the town it was, you know shout outs to my homie Brian who invited me to his uh, high school graduation party which was chaperoned by parents and it was a lot of fun but but anyway as as I shifted into adulthood um, and you know I have this uh, sort of well, uh, I have, I have close been... relationship with with my godchild yeah. right um you know, oh, yeah. and and it's it has shifted my perspective on the matter. I saw a post uh, last year and this year that really surmised how I feel about it. it. Says you know, a lot of people, 
uh, are critical because that's some some teenagers do through high school continue to trick or treat because they'll take their little brothers and sisters trick or treating or they themselves will go. And someone said, I don't care. And then someone someone wrote, you know, I see a lot of people posting and saying, you know, your kids are too old to be trick or treating. I'm not giving them anything. But this person said, I don't care how old your kid is when they show up to my doorstep. I'm yeah. going to honor what little innocence they still have because teenagers are still kids. Yeah. And, and that's something that they're doing that. than out drinking, the, out drinking or robbing people or whatever mischief some teenagers can get into. And, and I'm not saying all teenagers are mischievous by nature or not that, or that it's not fun <laughs> or that, you know, <laughs> but you know, I mean, we were backyard wrestlers for crying out loud. So, I mean, we yeah. get into mischief with each other, you know, but, but, uh, to see that kind of like I trying to hold on to that childhood part of yourself. Yeah, I'm giving you an extra large Snickers. Here you go. Buddy. I agree to a certain extent. Here's my experience with that. Mm. I actually did a trunk or treat not uh, maybe two years ago. Uh, and it's, it's 23rd and uh, 23rd Street in Richmond. They had a trunk or treat during the daytime for the there was a bunch of kids going around. Stores are giving out candy. And um, I mean, this had been mentioned a long time prior to this mm -hmm. but we were one of the only groups uh that went and set up and you know we i don't know if you've been to a trunk or treat we you know we set up to decorate our trunk i had jack lantern with fucking uh uh what's that called uh dry ice coming out of it and glow sticks so it, yeah so it, i had it set up and skeletons were hanging and and i had a big old thing of candy and the, the only thing that was I, I agree with you. As if I see teenagers, I'll give them candy because I have in the past. But I at least got to hear uh, a, a, a happy Halloween and a thank you afterwards, especially as a teenager. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If you come to my house and you're with that shit, like, you grab the candy yourself. Yeah, that's like, disrespectful. Get the fuck out of here, dude. You, yeah. I will fucking. And the other, the other thing, too, candy. is you better be rocking a costume. I don't care if it's a sheet, but don't come up to me in your normal jeans and your. Your T-shirt and sagging pants, and, and like you wear every day to school, talking about yeah. trick or treat, homie. You put in some effort into that costume. Yeah, because it's it. Yeah, because at that point you're not even having fun. Even, you're just trying to get, some, trying free to get candy. some free candy. Fuck out of here. You know, you know like, yeah. Like I, we got I, adults cosplaying now on a regular basis, and you can't put some effort in your costume. I mean, I get it if you don't have go a, home if you don't have money for costumes because the motherfuckers are expensive. That's but why you, you put creative. a sheet over get your creative. face and poke some holes in it. Easy, I'll even easy. accept that. <laughs> Wrap yourself in some toilet paper. Call yourself the mummy. I don't care. Just do something. No, I, I, I don't mind. You, I don't mind. Know. I don't mind the no costume, but at least you, fucking like, come on. At least if, say thank you. You get a red backwards cap and cut your jean, your your your, your older he, brother's yeah. old jean jacket open, and and your ash catch him. Yep. Fine. You know. That's true. Yeah, you're right. With a with a backpack and just be like, yo, I'm I'm Ash, I'm Pokemon trainer. I'll I'll even I'll be like, all right, I'm with you. So I'm with you. Easy costume. You, you talked about. Uh, I actually had a lot of fun um, taking my niece trick or treating. That's mm -hmm. I, I. You know, that's the. I started doing that. You know, because I mean, I. You know, I, I. In here where I live, here you you see how kind of eh, it's not the most common place to get to. Mm -hmm. We don't get any trick or treaters at all. It's creepy walking in all the way over which, here. Which would which would make which sounds perfect it for does. Halloween trick or treat. And we're yeah, be real. You know, we have we're decorated and all that. <laughs> but um uh I I actually enjoy the hell out of taking taking the kid out to trick or treat and I don't know if you remember this the the clown 
face, the clown um, scare that happened. Like I remember that. I remember I'll that. Never forget that. So that year, my niece was scared. She actually, she would tell me how she was. Uh, I, I not just her. There was a lot of kids that were actually scared by that because there was a incident I think in Concord where someone dressed as a clown tried to kidnap a kid. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. And then they did a uh, whatever a threat at her school, her elementary school, that uh, someone dressed as a clown was gonna do something there here in Pinole. So a lot of the kids were scared, and a lot of people canceled their trick or treating. Said advise you to not dress as a clown. You remember that shit? Yeah. It was crazy. Um, and that Wasn't year, that the year that it part one came 2016, out, twenty sixteen, I believe. Or 2017? Yeah, yeah, that uh, was the year it part something. one came yeah, out. Yeah, it was. It and was, that's, it was that, prior that's to that. what sparked that whole yep. crazy clown craze. Yeah, it was prior to that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I remember that year um, I was going to take her, and she didn't feel comfortable going. But I was like, you know, let's, let's go. She didn't have a costume. My sister just did. My sister's a good makeup artist, so she did a, a she painted her hair green and did this bun, and it made her look like a jack-o'-lantern, and we took her out, and... Um, but the thing with her, she wants me to dress up also when I go take her trick or treating. Oh, you better! So I actually you better, dressed Uncle. up as Casey Jones, and I had a backpack full of bats. Ooh. And she felt comfortable then because right. like, because you about so, to swing on whoever come running I'm up there. I'm strapped, homie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So and it works because it's part of your costume. So yeah. it's not like the cops are gonna be like, "What are walk, you doing?" Walking around with a weapon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's totally Casey I actually Jones. Had, I actually had a baseball bat and a golf club. You know, like in the in the film. I'm like, oh, I want to be film accurate. So and then I have the. It's right here. I still have it to this day. Um, but yeah, that that's that's uh that's pretty much man. What do you guys got planned today for Halloween? It's early in the day. Well, I'm, I'm I still got that Ghostbuster costume that I invested all that money into. So I'm gonna do something. You? I'm gonna do something with I that got, Ghostbuster costume. You know, I got I got uh, I got I got, got work, work until seven thirty, and I will be I will definitely be in my priest costume. Uh, you know. Kids get a kick out of uh, any teacher in costumes. You get to break out my Irish accent and be like, you, you know, "Lighten your burdens, my son." I have the perfect thing for that. Since it is Halloween and everybody listening in the Richmond Bay East Bay area tonight, there is a party at Mallard's mm-hmm. Mallard's Club Bar Lounge. One of my buddies is going to be DJing DJ Rich, or as mm-hmm. some of us call him DJ Dick. <laughs> Okay. Rich Dick. Uh, right, right, that's, right, that's right. no. We know yeah, Dick no, comes I, I, from Richard. <laughs> right, but right, uh, right. yeah, he's good DJ, and there's gonna. I mean, have you ever been to Mallard's Halloween party? It gets pretty fun. Okay, you wear a costume, five dollars entrance. You don't wear a costume, it's twenty five. So how easy it is to put on a costume? You know, it's very that's, easy. That's what I was gonna think. I just remembered one more Halloween story. Ooh, go ahead. So uh, there was one year where me, my friend Carlos, my friend Chad, and my friend Randy were going to like this this like college halloween party down in like san jose and it was the same kind of thing where it's like oh if you wear a costume you get in for free no costume you gotta pay yeah so i wore like a star trek uniform and then i had like another star trek hoodie and i gave that to my buddy chad so we went as like star trek officers um (laughs) fuck so funny about star trek just a hoodie it just seems like (laughs) i'm i'm uh yeah (laughs) <laughs> so and then my buddy randy went as like dante from devil may cry because that's like oh, his nice. default costume yeah um uh my, my friend randy he's a big fan of the sauce so he got pretty drunk in the car on the way to the party and was pretty hammered by the time we got there 
So we let him walk like 20 steps in front of us just in case. So we don't just in case. And I remember we get there and there's this like random Asian chick who like had a thing for me and Chad because we're dressed up as Star Trek people. And so she took like photos with us. I think I still have on like my Facebook. And then um, later that day, she's talking to like me and my friend Chad and my friend Carlos and she does some weird like handshake thing that I'm like totally not up on. And so I made some comment like, Oh wow, you kids these days. I just, I can't keep up. And then my friends, Chad and Carl's like, what are you doing? And then they got all upset because they were thinking we had a chance to like talk her into taking the train home. If you catch my drift, Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, that and, is a scary story. and I was just like, that was never on the table. Well, it's certainly not now. What's your you kids these days comment? And I was like, it was never on the table. So those are the kind of friends you don't bring around women. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you, you know, uh, I know I was talking earlier about like the, the want to go to the the where was i when you guys finally went to a party on halloween bro this was the lamest college party it was actually at the college campus and it was one of those ones that was like officially sanctioned by the college oh yeah that's oh, so yeah. those there's like a security guard government we, approved rock we and get, roll. you know there's like folding tables where they're selling fun-sized bags of chips for the same price as full-size bags of chips at the grocery store so where they just take cash and no so, card so it's just the asu we uh, we we, we the, go the student union yeah we go there there's thinking. like six people there including my friend randy who's like the only one on the dance floor really going at it because he's fucking hammered yeah, he as all it. hell the security guard is is telling us we need to get our friend out of here and we're like we don't know him you gotta, you gotta, because he's just dancing. You gotta too find hard. You gotta party with people who hate themselves. That's when you're gonna have fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope to see you. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be at Mallard, so I hope to see you guys later on. If you want to ride with me, let me know. For well, sure. not the people listening, but you guys. Are <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's why I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be fat sting because uh, okay. anything I am is fat. So <laughs> fat sting is what I'm gonna be dressed up as. So okay, you guys have a happy Halloween. Indeed, happy oh, you Halloween too. from those of us at the and, voice. And, and head over to Frosted Minifears to check out Live Evil. Oh, yes. We're out. YouTube.